A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Defense production effort. Make sure all this equipment testing, PPE is safe for the schools, but for everyone who needs it in our society. But then have a national mask requirement uh, and enforce it. But you know, in the 2020 census, which is now two censuses ago, President Trump should stop tweeting and start doing something about it, damn it. And stop going on and talking about this crazy woman he talked about last night about who's an absolute. So why do people want to make a change, though? Well, that's up to them to decide. Why should they? It's for them to decide. We'll make your case. I'm not going to. He's not going to make his case, young lady. Enough of you. Ooh. So, going to be a weird show today. I have to. I have to. Um, I'm jumping on the Howie Carr show in about 18 minutes. I'll try to take you with me. And we're going to talk about uh, the audio I played last night on this podcast with Ed Markey talking about Joe Biden's vice president choice, saying that it absolutely, definitely, totally needed to be Liz Warren, and it absolutely, totally, definitely needed to be a black woman. And, um, <clears throat> of course, uh, of course, Howie's all over that. The, the, He's not going to. If you don't know Howie Carr, just check him out at HowieCarrShow.com. So, um, so in right now, as we speak, it's 6.13. So I'll work my way into that. Two things I forgot to tell you yesterday. Can't believe it. We've got some Biden audio coming up as well. And um, what else? This great cut from the Knesset, which is, you know, kind of um, the Israeli parliament kind of. Um, and uh, with the, with a, this person, this social media person, now I sound like Biden again. It's going to be one of these days, isn't it? Who is the Knesset person, Tom? Okay, it is the Knesset, and they are talking to a Twitter rep. And they have questions about some of the double standards that they've noticed on social media. 
question. Hi, my name is Arsene Ostrovsky from the Israeli Jewish Congress, also a human rights lawyer. Um, first of all, thank you very much, Mr. Madison, for your participation here. I have a simple question. Uh, you have recently started flagging the tweets of President Trump. Why have you not flagged the tweets of Iran's Ayatollah Khamenei, who has literally called the genocide of Israel and the Jewish people? Good question, I'd say. So... So we have an approach to world leaders that presently say that direct interactions with fellow public figures, comments on political issues of the day, or foreign policy saber-rattling on military economic issues are generally not in violation so of our For genocide is okay, but uh, comments on politics is not, just it, so we understand. Just so, I just want to fine-tune the question. Calling for genocide on Twitter is okay, but commenting on political situations in certain countries is not okay? So if a world leader violates our rules, but it is a clear interest in keeping that up on the service, we may place it behind a notice that provides some more context about the violation and allows people to click through if they wish. Destroy Israel, push all the Jews into the sea and kill them. But they need a little more context for that one. Remarkable, isn't it? To see that type of content. And that is what happened for, for the Trump tweet. Uh, that tweet was violating our policies regarding the glorification of violence based on the historical <laughs> context of, of the last line of that tweet and the risk that it could possibly inspire harm uh, and similar actions. And, and it, as it was in the interest of the public to keep that on the platform, we decided to, to, to keep it up, place it behind a notice, put the label on it, as you might say, to limit the interaction with it. But because it is of importance to have it remain so that the citizens can see what their, their political figures are commenting and hold them accountable for what they're saying online. So that's important. I, th I think that what's come up again, um, again and again um, through different examples is actually um, a sense of double standards. And, and, I would, and I would implore Twitter and other online platforms to, to ensure. Is there, is there a sense of double standards? Hmm. I would say there was. There is. You know, the woman a couple of days ago, I can never remember her name, Dr. La, 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 who was pushing the hydrochloroquine with the other doctors in front of the Supreme Court. She absolutely had to be stripped from Twitter immediately. That was going. That was going. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter that she was a, a, an actual physician who worked with COVID patients. And all of those physicians appear to be legitimate physicians and that she had done the work on the ground. And as a matter of fact, I believe that she is a woman of color, which, uh, and she's a woman of color in 2020. I think, I think I was told we were supposed to listen to her and we were supposed to learn, even though it would make us uncomfortable and put us in uncomfortable spaces. That's what we were supposed to do, but not her. Nope. People immediately ridiculed that woman as being crazy. She was taken off social media. So there's your double standard. People ridiculed her as being crazy. And, uh, you know, not even just a bad doctor or somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, but it's essentially a moral attack on her. And it's, it's, she is fair game. She is absolutely fair. It doesn't matter. You know, if you're the vice president, you want to take your shot at her, go right ahead. But why should people want to make a change, though? President Trump should stop tweeting and start doing something about it, damn it. And stop going on and talking about this crazy woman he talked about last night about who's a... Crazy woman. She is a woman from Africa who is a doctor, a professional. Crazy woman. Absolute disgrace. 
saying things and tweeting that anyway. It just right. We just right. need some intelligence. All you crazy women out there you know, with your fainting couches, your inability to be as good as the men. But Joe Biden wants you to know it's your time to hush up. Okay, man, talk about double standards. That's what this. This you know that's what I call this episode. This is just double standards everywhere. In it. It's just uh, la, da, 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 da. when I wake up in the morning, love. Everything's fine. Sunlight hurts my eye. Everything's fine, Bill. Breathing. Something without warning, love. Uh, okay, okay, I'm fine. We're gonna cheer up with some more Biden stuff. Here's Biden, uh, Joe Biden. He's having, yesterday we played some audio where he seemed to have uh, misplaced his um, whereabouts on Earth. Today he's misplaced the year. But you know, in the 2020 census, which is now two censuses ago. I don't know. I didn't do all that well in school in Winchester, Massachusetts, home of the Winchester, Massachusetts football team, no longer the Sachems. Uh, you heard the crazy woman one. Oh, here's Joe Biden with a reporter saying, make your case to the American people. But why should people want to make a change, though? Well, that's up to them to decide. Why should they? It's for them to decide. We'll make your case. I'm not going to. No, screw. You're a crazy woman, too. We can't rebuild our economy and meet this climate crisis. <laughs> we can't rebuild our economy and meet this climate crisis. Ooh, anything else I should play for you? Uh, that's that's the Biden one. There's this one that's all over the internet, but I don't think it's one of his best. On day one, I'm going to send legislation, immigration legislation, reform to the Congress to provide a roadmap to citizenship for 11 million undocumented immigrants and so much that make up so much of our communities and make us so strong. <laughs> you know, we played yesterday. We we talked about the William Barr thing, and he was up on Capitol Hill <clears throat> getting yelled at. Well. Well, the Democrats there uh, pretended to um, pretended to have a serious hearing. Really, they just yelled at him and then asked questions and then took back the time, which isn't even something you can do. To take back your time um, is not something that is a uh, it's it's something you can do to a colleague. It's not something you can do to a witness. But they invented it there yesterday, and uh, so now it's a thing. But Madeline Barr, uh, not Madeline Barr, Madeline, what's her name? Madeline Dean, right? Madeline Dean yesterday came on TV and told us that what we saw yesterday was something far more pernicious, far more dangerous than just a jerk. You saw his affect yesterday. He was disrespectful, spoke over top of every one of us. In particular, he spoke over women. Uh, he was flanked by at least 10 staffers, not a person of color among them. Not a one. Not a person of color among them. So there you go. Racist, sexist, white supremacist, racist, sexist. Same thing. You know, it's, it must be interesting to be so out of ideas that all you have is these platitudes to launch and in, in these uh, these uh, slurs on people. Racist, sexist, he was flanked by men, white people. Can you imagine those horrible white people he was flanked by? In this year of all years? Oh, the white people are the worst. Of course, you know, this Madeline Dean, Rep. Madeline Dean, D. Pennsylvania, is also a white person. But she's good, I guess. But as long as you're not flanking Attorney General Barr, in which case that you're an immoral cretin of a white person. But so by this time, you know, in, in a few months, Democrats could win. 
presidency and they could win the Senate. And what's going to happen if they win the Senate? Well, we asked Ed Markey, Senator Ed Markey, um, what that would look like. And here's what would happen. Number one, invoke the Defense Production Act. Make sure all this equipment testing PPE is there for the schools, but for everyone who needs it in our society. But then have a national mask requirement uh, and enforce it. Just texting my brother. Thanks so much. So much. Jumping on Howie at 6.30. Um, And I'm going to play that again and refocus. I apologize. I'm multitasking a little bit right now. I apologize. My wife is outside building in addition to the chicken coop. This little thing here where... Um, where you the chickens can lay eggs and you like open the top. She found it on the internet somewhere and she's sawing wood and she's got drills and saws and all sorts of scary stuff out there. And um, and I'm in here. Uh, I'm both finishing up the my work day, but also obviously I'm doing this podcast. I don't want you to think I'm not paying attention. I'm not putting any effort in because you know I've gotten some audio and I know what we're going to talk about here, including I wanted to start with two. Uh, items, one of which I should have mentioned yesterday. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the marquee one. Here we go. Number one, invoke the Defense Production Act. Make sure all this equipment testing PPE is there for the schools, but for everyone who needs it in our society. But then have a national mask requirement uh, and enforce it. A national mask requirement and enforce it. National mask requirement seems to me like a federal law. Does that mean if we're not wearing a mask, then we're breaking federal law? Does that mean all those kidnappers that uh, Trump and William Barr sent over to Portland in the Dodge unmarked Dodge caravans are going to be driving around your neighborhood, my neighborhood, and loading us into the back of the caravan if we're not wearing, wearing a mask? Between that and getting rid of the filibuster, which would certainly happen if the Democrats win the Senate and... They have the presidency as well. They'll get rid of the filibuster. That means that instead of needing 60 votes, they'll only need a simple majority, 51 votes, and or 50 votes, I guess, considering the VP. They have the, the VP. And um, and they'll pass whatever they want. They'll just ram through whatever they want. We know that they'll do it. There's no doubt whatsoever that that's going to happen. And, I mean, that and that's crazy, considering... Where the country is lurching to, and I hope the administration and President Trump is making this very clear to people that if the Democrats control all three branches of government, well, I guess they control two, um, if they control the legislature and they control the White House, then they will be able to ram through whatever they want. And for at least two years, President whoever is running the Biden presidency uh, will have will be unstoppable. And you can imagine, with what's going on culturally right now, there's no way to put the brakes on it. Moderate Democrats are not going to be able to stick up to uh, to these radicals. They're scared to death of them. Wouldn't you be? It's just like this is a. It's just not a good. It's not a good thing. And it, it will not only not moderate moderate. Uh, Democrats, but who's going to say no? Who's going to say no to the crazy people? <clears throat> I'm not even talking about AOC. I'm talking about leadership of like Black Lives Matter, uh, representatives from Antifa. Anything is possible now. There's going to be a power vacuum. 
There's going to be opportunity. These people have made it clear that they are going to be heard. And so they're going to be installed in this next administration because who's going to stop them? Democrats have taken the woke pledge, which means they have to now abide by the rules of wokeness. And if they think that they're going to stand up, do you just see what happened to the leadership of the New York Times? He said to his staff, everybody, we now abide by the rules of wokeness. And the staff said, okay, and shot him, metaphorically. That could be crazy. I mean, it, we do hope that, that all this craziness um, it recedes at some point. And, it, but, but no, it, it just, it just, it just hasn't. So, and that's where we find ourselves at this moment. But it could, could proceed in a few, in a few months. One never knows. I don't know. Oh yeah, the other thing I needed to tell you is yesterday as I was, um, as I was um, walking my dog Dave. A good thing and a bad thing happened yesterday. So I walked Dave on the... I have a fenced-in area of my yard. And then I have a driveway that's next to it. And so... I, um, I'm i walking Dave, who's the little Jack Russell Terrier, around the driveway. And suddenly I hear all of the chickens make this crazy noise. And this other screeching noise in the middle of it all. And there's this... I've got this slatted fence that separates me by, you know, 20 feet closer. To the, so I, I'm obstructed by all this fencing. But I see this brown thing in the air and then make its way down like it was dropped. <clears throat> and then I see, I can see through the slats of this fence that um, that um, that the, there's a bird, the bird of prey, a hawk, is sitting on the top of our little kid's, like, treehouse. So one of those things, that's brown thing that's a, that has a slide and a ladder and all that. I'm like, oh my god! Then suddenly, this the the rooster, who's the guy who's supposed to be tough, runs out of the yard and into a shed. He screws. He ran like like a track star, flew, and all the chickens are all this all sorts of chaos going on, etc. I run in the house to get to another door to get out into the yard. By that time, the hawk has left. He's now on a telephone pole, like hundred feet away. My son pointed him out to me. My son saw him dive down from his roof, which is on the third floor. It's an attic, and it's not a mansion. So uh, that's what happened. Grace is going to call a moment from the Howie Car Show, and then I will jump on the show. Uh, there's Howie. I'm, I'm going to put the stream up as soon as I bail here for a moment, and then let you listen. I'll listen to the action. She should be calling in a moment. So I used to call um, a talk radio. I used to call Howie, and I used to call leave a message on, on the chump line some of which were so risque i would it would be a career killer now i mean it was they were mean-spirited which was what the which is what the chump line was in, <laughs> in those days and i was a young man back then i was probably in my 20s so i was more mean-spirited as well as you are at those ages you know you know so dave by the way dave the, dave has won me over dave is now a good man he was always a good he's a, he's a nice dog he's always been a sweet sweet dog we have a little problem with um, using the house as a bathroom, and we have a problem with. Um, well, I thought that he was trying. Well, he's well. He thinks he's tough, so he'll start fights with other dogs. Well, at least he'll go after them, and, and people will pick up their dogs, even though this is, this Dave is tiny. But um, but you know you don't like your even your little dog scaring your neighbors' dogs. You know, people just dog people don't like that stuff. 
So that's one problem that we've had with Dave. But he has actually engaged our next door neighbor's dog in a fight, and the dog just like knocked him out. Dave has a glass chin. He's got a he's got a, a big uh, heart, but he cannot throw down. He's got no game. So the good thing that happened was after the chickens, I've been using Dave recently because he'll kind of intimidate the chickens. I don't use him to torture the chickens, but when he's around, they're like, oh, man, we don't want to be near this psycho. <clears throat> so I've been using him to kind of like um, round up the chickens so they go back in their coop. And um, so it's been it's been good. It's been working out like that. Um, and, and he helps. And now he's – Dave has had – He's taken stock of himself, and he realizes that he probably can't beat the chickens in a, in a fight, or at least certainly the guinea fowl in a fight. Um, so he is he is no longer going after them aggressively. So he hangs out there now, out in the yard, out in the little patio area, and just lies in the grass. He's he likes the sun. Dave takes in the sun. Oh, here we go. Hello. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500-4242. No one thought he could do it, but uh, Mr. Frosty, Ed Markey, has made this a uh, real fight in the uh, Massachusetts Democrat uh, Senate primary. He does want more endorsements other than the Globe. So he went to, to Lowell to try to seek the endorsement of the Lowell Sun. And uh, whew, we've, got some, uh, we've got some really interesting cuts from, from Ed Markey. Joining us now on the line is uh, Tom Shattuck, who, uh, who, who is the senior editor of the Lowell Sun. Uh, when, did, uh, when did Mr. Frosty come to visit you uh, up in Lowell, Tom? <laughs> it was a Zoom meeting, as is everything, yesterday afternoon. And uh, how long did this meeting go on? It was about 55 minutes. So, yeah, just about an hour. And, uh, of course, we appreciated the time. And uh, he answered all the questions, Howie. So he, he you know, he made, uh, he, you know, he made his commercial. But, he, he I mean, he, he can walk around uh, Malden, you know, uh, for his ad that looks like a silver alert. Uh, but he, uh, he can't make it up to Lowell. The, no, Lowell's not that far from Malden. Yeah, uh, no, he did not make it in person. I, I don't, I mean, to, to defend him, you know, we're t talking to the Kennedy people next week, to J Joseph P.K. the third, and he's also doing a phone or Zoomer thing, so, you know, I, I guess I could let it go. But we did, um, we did have a good conversation. We didn't have the conversation I thought we would have. You know, he didn't come prepared for the obvious questions like you talk about him being a you know living in chevy chase essentially and so we asked him about that stuff too and we even couched it for him you know saying you know, you hear some people in talk radio um, you know saying that you live uh, that you don't even know malden anymore and he wasn't really prepared for it so if if he doesn't have you know that as a fastball ready uh, we were just surprised and you know the, the cut that, that you're going to get to or the cuts you're going to get to by that time um we were just um we were kind of floored yeah and you're apparently kind of nervous uh right now tom jesus be more nervous and searching for the right thing to say tom God. it went all right i mean it went all right it, it just you know 
sometimes you get so revved up for things, and this happened a few times today. I, today I was I was plugging. I go on the terrestrial radio to, among other things, plug uh, the Lowell Sun and what we're doing. And so, um, so today started out. First, I called in to VB, who's on WRKO. Because we were talking, he was talking about the a town, the town I grew up in, Winchester, getting rid of their logo, the uh, Winchester Sachems. So I called in, and that one I'm all over myself because I'm all amped up and, and yelling. Somebody said on Twitter, which I thought was very good. I, I texted this to VB. Somebody said on Twitter, Tom Shattuck, was that you on VB this afternoon? If so, you need to calm the bleep down. I, t- I texted it to, that note to VB, and he said, correct. <laughs> I was all over myself. And then I was on with uh, Todd Feinberg on WTIC in uh, New Hartford. And and, um, and also just uh, – it's I start, I felt – and I, I don't usually review myself like this. And, and I never – this is not one of my neuroses really. But I started out just overly enthusiastic, which sometimes just happens. It's like when you go out jogging, like when I was jogging 15 years ago when I was good, good at jogging. Sometimes you just never. Sometimes it starts off bad, and you're like, "This is going to be a bad one," and it turns great. Sometimes it's it it starts out great, and then it goes south quickly. And some you never. Sometimes you just never know. But the, the those two hits on VB and Feinberg, I'm actually very pleased with. The Howie one, I just thought that I was uneasy with. At, he's the easiest guy in the world to talk to, and I love his show. And by the way, the rest of that interview, I don't mean to tease you with that. Rest of the interview, just go to HowieCarshow.com, HowieCarshow.com, and you can hear the rest of that. I'm not going to guide the interview for him, uh, from him, for this, but it, um, it, it's it's all on there. And Howie's a he's a very nice guy in person, and he's really easy to talk to, and uh, and he was easy to talk to here. But I'm still, uh, you know, I put the guy on a pedestal so much, even since I was just a teenager, that sometimes when I'm talking to him. You know, I want to impress him, and however pathetic that is, considering I'm 47. So I was just filling in places when there was silence. I was trying to say things that that um, would be appealing to his crowd and the audience. You know, and, well, things that I believe, but I could have just calmed down and talked too. But um, it's a small. Th- I doubt anybody will notice anything whatsoever. And I had fun, and I liked I liked the segment. You can listen to it. It was all about uh, the, the talk we had with Ed Markey, stuff that we talked about yesterday, essentially, that we'll get back to. But, yeah, no, you know, I, like I told you, just learning, working somewhere where Howie Carr had worked and seeing him in the hall during my like my orientation or my, one of my interviews that I had to be the front desk person, I was, I was floored, F- just floored. And I remember the guy taking me through saying, you know who that is? I said, yeah, that's Howie Carr. Then I got to work with him after that, and I loved it. It was just a, it was fun. He's a, he's a fun guy to work with. You may not know who he is, so I'll just get off of this uh, stuff. But you probably do know who he is. I love working with, uh, in, in my time in terrestrial radio, I loved working with a lot of people. There are very few I didn't enjoy working with. There's a lot of prima donnas, some folks who are still around from when the radio was in its heyday. Some of those guys and girls weren't weren't great. There used to be one uh, news anchor. I'd be in the control room pressing buttons, you know. Well, in the news anchors in the on-air studio, the news anchor used to write on a piece of paper WX question mark. In other words, what's the weather? And slam it against, without even looking at me, slam it against the window. As in, you know, get her the weather weather, and print it out right now. And I thought, well, it's uh, we're a little high on ourselves there. 
But for the most part, people are people are cool, right? Um, there's one thing. What was I going to say that I want to get back to? Oh, Winchester. I'm told that that there's a link to all the stuff that's happening in Winchester about the Indian stuff. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to all of that today. Um, it's just been it's been one of those days. But they've changed the name of the sachems and. It's it's you know why this stuff happens. There's no reason to do it. There, it's it's not disrespectful whatsoever. Cultural appropriation is a BS concept. You know, having a holiday party dressed as uh, mariachis shouldn't be a firing a fireable offense. Offense. People have decided that taking offense and victimhood now is high currency. It brings with it nobility and worth. And so, if if people don't feel victimized themselves, which people were do all over the place, especially in big progressive uh, towns, uh, states, and areas, neighborhoods, uh, then you can, on behalf of somebody else, especially if you feel guilty about your station in life or maybe the, your history in life or your lineage in life, because guilt is also a a considered a virtue now with progressive in progressive circles. So if you live if you live in Winchester, there's it's there's some real nobility in saying um you know in being ashamed of the western influence on your surroundings and the you know in in to have to to use wantonly just use the image of an indian american indian uh for a sports team considering what we've done to them in to is considered just a a horribly morally uh, moral failure, and so we're all supposed to feel bad and get rid of the name sachems and make it something else. And it's total BS. It's total BS. Uh, and if you want to find progressive groups in uh, Native American groups, there's plenty out there. There are uh, progressives in every group. You can always find one, and they'll say, "Yeah, we're very offended by it." Of course, there's currency in being offended by it for them as well. But really, who the hell's offended by anything, really, unless they're taught to be and trained to be offended? Who's offended? Like, I can't imagine being offended. I I took offense to people taking the knee and disrespecting the flag because I thought it was disrespecting soldiers and those people who have provided our entire existence for us, our entire life livelihoods for us. So I think that is offensive to do that there. And obviously, it's meant to be offensive. You're supposed to put people in discomfort. That's part of the the uh, the, the this Marxist progressive woke uh, strategy. You have to make people feel uncomfortable. So it's not you just being an a-hole. No, 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 that's not you. Because behind your a-holeness, there's a deeper message, which you use, of course, which you... you the fact that you're you're using tactics like that, bullying tactics, really should tell you all you need to know about the weakness of the message, or the lack of veracity in the message, lack of credibility in the message. But uh, people do it anyway, and people believe all this crap. And so there you are. And so the, the Winchester Sachems are not the Winchester Sachems anymore. Where did I find this thing? Where did I get you? Where are you here? Let me see if I can find a link to that. Somebody sent me a link to that. I'd like to find it. I'd like to find this chat. Sent me a link. All right. Zoom meeting. This is a Zoom meeting from yesterday. Oh, no, not allowed. It already happened. If I get this audio, I'll play it tomorrow. It's going to take me some time to do anyway. But um, 
but uh, we'll see. We'll see what's um, what's what's going to happen with all this. I mean, I, I hope that we can push some of this stuff back because there are reasons, thoughtful reasons, why the status quo is the status quo and why some symbols are somewhere and why are some institutions are built the way they are. And it took thought and deliberation to come up with these ideas for these certain things and to willy-nilly tear them all down due to some non-linear connection to an offense that took place in the streets of Minneapolis um, is careless. And we're going to come to regret it. We're going to come to regret it. There is a reason. There is a reason why these things are as they are. And before you tear them down, I would find out the reason. The statue in, in Boston of the slave and Jesus with his hand on his head or reaching down to him. People, you know, we had Joyce Farrell Bowling who said it looked like the slave was a, was a, was a, the slave looked distorted and looked didn't look like a person, and she thought it was uh, he's down at his knees, and she she thought it was distasteful. So you bang, we just get rid of that statue, you know, just rip them all out, rip it down, rip it down, rip it, rip it down. And Joyce wasn't saying that, but you know, it was paid for by freed slaves. So maybe they had some kind of insight into their feelings, what was in their hearts from ground zero of slavery, that maybe now in twenty twenty. You know, woke college students don't have. Maybe they saw the world as it was back then. They lived those lives, those lived experiences that we hear about so much. They actually had those lived experiences. Maybe they should give way to the life experiences of those freed slaves, and just assume that um, that they've that they were thoughtful about their own lives in captivity. But uh, I don't know if they ever will. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's all about November at this point. Oh well, it's not all about November because either way, if if, if Donald Trump is reelected, then I cannot imagine the meltdown. I mean, you thought last time around because he beat Hillary, the therapy dogs were needed. Well, an entire false narrative has been built around Trump that he is literally Hitler that you're seeing now fascism in the streets and he was bought by the Russians and Amalia Min's clauses and they have built this guy into such a monster and news outlets that would never have printed these salacious falsehoods that they print now would never have done this four, five, six years ago, now do it mainstream day by day. These progressive radicals have taken over newsrooms and they want destruction. They want institutions burned to the ground. They want they want everything erased, everything erased, and I, 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 you're seeing it, it it happen. And you're seeing politicians in the media claim it's not happening. There's a lot going on here. I guarantee you. And it's it's ruined. It's diluted. It's polluted all of the messaging that we should be getting. About COVID, you know, CNN had a, had a, a a headline on July third talking about a, a new uh, test that um, a new not survey but um, a new study that showed that that uh, uh, hydrochloroquine was highly effective. 
saving patients' lives. In that test, in the headline, they said, but skeptics disagree. And they peppered the article, which was largely pro-hydrochloroquine, which is just factual. They peppered it with all sorts of doubts. A few weeks later, they said, another test comes out that shows that hydrochloroquine does nothing. And that one, they don't have anybody dissenting about that opinion. So for some reason, the media, and I think we know the reason, doesn't want it to work. I don't know if it works. I don't know if masks work. I don't know if it's uh, air drop, water droplets from somebody's mouth that cause it, or if it's airborne. I've been given all sorts of information about this. I don't know if it lives outside for hours, if it melts immediately in the sun, if it doesn't melt in, in temperatures. I, we don't, I don't know, and I've read so much different information that divergent information that I have no idea. And I don't believe that the people who are paid to have an idea have an idea. And I don't say that all the time. I take my vaccines and all that stuff and we're you know you're we're we're medically compliant. But I have my faith has been shaken. And I think yours probably has too. And then you add it with these same healthcare officials telling us that the Black Lives Matter protests, which many of which turned into riots, were a healthy thing and a needed thing, and that the that racism in this country is a health care crisis. So then, so that gives it you know license to, to people license to go out and march, and these people are screaming, screaming at other people, many with no masks, even if they have masks, if you're screaming, these droplets get into the air. And the healthcare people are happy to tell us, no, that's fine, that's absolutely fine. But you got a you know a booze cruise in Boston Harbor, and that's absolutely a seeding event. I don't believe these people. I don't believe the media. I don't believe government bureaucrats. I don't believe politicians generally on either side. Remember, Washington D.C. is made up of politicians in search of power, many of whom are lawyers. That should tell you all you need to know. And they say that the 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 realty guy from New York is the is the shady one. Who the hell are you guys to talk? Who are you to talk? Let me just tell you, Donald Trump's biggest mistake was not running as a Democrat. That was his mistake. If he ran as a Democrat, then you would have people in the left saying, oh, what, with the Trump college, Trump steaks, Trump vodka? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are all the different hustles he has because he's such a hard worker, such a um, rugged individualist. Yes, those are all good things. It would be totally different. What's this going on? Uh, Okay. This is a situation here where I got a Facebook Messenger thing. I'm sure you just heard that. You never know when you accept a friend request from somebody on uh, on Facebook if they're they're crazy. So I'm going to get rid of this guy right here who just said hi. There's almost no reason to say hi. Yeah, thank you, Nash. I just... Okay. Oh, there's another one. Leslie Weller says... Uh, studied at Marion High School. Oh, wait, maybe she does really exist. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Leslie. Uh, this other guy said, Ed, uh, this guy is absolutely not a real human being. I'm going to unfriend him right now. That's Unfriend. Sorry, Ed. Sorry, Ed. Sorry, the show has been so scattered today. It's I've just been running all day. I've just been running all day. I did take my walk again today. And um, 
and it was great. It was great. I'm actually, my lungs are actually getting into better shape. I don't know if I'm getting any less fat. I don't think I am. My lungs are in better shape, though. I mean, I go up this killer hill. For a fat guy, this hill is just ridiculous. And um, it's like four city blocks, maybe one and a half city blocks long, but it's really the incline is like 45 degrees. As far as you know, I'm sure it's uh, barely an upscale, uh, uh, you know, an angled walk whatsoever to uh, anybody in shape. But anyway, so I feel good about that. And I hope you feel good about that, too. Let's see. Who's Ed Davis reaching out? How much more scattershot can I be? But tomorrow I'll have more more good stuff for us all. Um, I hope, hope uh, Minahan's doing okay. I know that there's been a tough time for him. Kirk Minahan. Um, I know that, uh, that Jerry's had a good week. Callahan has had a good week of shows. And... I hope my old friends in Winchester are doing all right. I'm going to reach out to a couple of friends who were who went left Winchester became actors. I who knew by the way, half of my class wants to save wanted to save the Sachems. Who knew half my class was uh, conservatives? I would never have thought of it. Now it it totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Maybe the good fight's not over down there. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. But I mean. You never know. Glenn Doherty is from Winchester. You know, one of the guys who died in Benghazi. He died as a hero on the roof fighting these terrorists in Benghazi. And um, if they want to do name stuff, let's name something after him. But I guarantee you, these people who said it's very important that we get rid of the Sachem's name are going to say, oh, no, we're not having somebody, a Navy SEAL uh, up there, a guy who, you know, had to engage in firefights and kill bad people for a living. No, 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 no. I get the feeling he's not going to get a, a, a big look because it's not really, it, it's it's not about a particular symbol, really. It's uh, it's about a uh, larger agenda, and we're, they're not going to push oppressive uh, white males and all the uh, horrible things we do constantly around the world because we're just really, really, really bad. All right. So... You can listen to that whole interview, by the way, with Ed Markey on LowellSun.com. You can listen to the Howie's interview at uh, HowieCarshow.com. I will talk to you later. I'll see you tomorrow. Bigger, thicker show tomorrow, I promise. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.